0: Have you ever wanted to be more superhuman? Are you ready to contribute to the future of humanity while you're in the right place? Join Michelle and AJ now for the Becoming Superhuman podcast. You'll be glad that you did.
1: So yes, I can see you now and we are live in Facebook. So hey to everyone who is watching either through Zoom or through Facebook. Facebook is finally playing with us, which we are grateful for. Um, we had some challenges yesterday, but at the moment it's all good. So standing, quite literally standing before us is Dr. Jerry Rosenov, and he is not just a chiropractor, not just an osteopath, not just a yoga practitioner, but all of that plus more. And he's promising this morning that his presentation is not going to be theoretical, it's going to be very practical. And rumour has it we might even have to get up out of our chairs. Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> so without further ado, I am going to hand over the session to Jerry. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it hugely. Wow,
0: well, well, Michelle, you put so much effort into this. It's an absolute pleasure and honour to be part of this summit. Um yeah, I mean I just get some type of inkling and in what's behind this. So um everybody I'll get you all standing up, um, and that's including the lovely Michelle, which I can see. And we're just going to go into a little breath sequence. So we're talking about calmness and we're talking about being superhuman. So um let's just start with rather than theory, as Michelle alluded to, this is gonna be practical. So I'm just Go into a stance where we're having bend knees and the feet shoulder width apart, and we're just going into some breathing. And we'll go into this later in terms of functional breathing. But wherever you are, we'll just start the session with a nice deep inhalation in the nose and a nice deep exhalation through the mouth. And I encourage you to make sound on the exhalation because you can follow the duration, time, duration of the exhalation. So, you know, in a lot of esoteric circles, we start off with three longs. We're going to actually start with three breaths. So here we go, breathing in the nose. And out to the mouth, mouth with sound. Just following that sound. One nice inhalation in the nose. Out through the mouth. Last one breathing in. And out through the mouth. So that's a lovely place to start. And we're going to then take all our breathing to the next level. And so how to be superhuman, it's all around tuning into what's actually here right now. We'll be elaborating this over the presentation. So we want to just go through being aware of what functional full breath is, and then that's going to then move me through all the somatic exercises, somatic meaning body oriented exercise we do today, running with the thing, of calmness and being superhuman. And I found in my clinic setting that a remarkable majority of people come to see me with neck, back, joint problems, emotional problems, anxiety problems, neurological and balance problems. When I check their breathing, it's what's called dysfunctional. And so uh, when we don't have full breath, that's the basis of so many, many, many physical, emotional, mental ailments. So we're going to start with, like, what is dysfunctional breathing? So we're going to, start, uh, I'm going to encourage you to, um, all of you to stand through this whole presentation because the, the research is incredible that actually sitting is a pandemic like the virus that literally takes years off your life. And this is like evidence-based research and the now the modern trend to stand-up desk. Why, why get a stand-up desk? Because they found that it shortens your life. Um, and certainly from my chiropractic osteopathic yoga point of view, um, it's going to switch on the hip flexors, switch off the glutes and put you into that posture, shut the diaphragm down, hit forward posture, restricting nerve and blood and chief flow to the brain. And it's the cascade of health ailments as a result of um, sitting into computers. So if I can offer anything today, uh, in addition to calmness and being a superhuman... It's taking away a few simple skills on posture and breath and movement, what I call my PBM process, and not to be egotistical but factual, not to impress you but to impress upon you. This has been put together over 30 years with literally a thousand of patients with great success. So what I'm condensing is what's called decades into minutes. I normally say decades into days when I'm doing my day seminars, but this is minutes. So decades into minutes, this stuff works. So we it is all based, evidence-based. So I'll do a side view here. And I'm going to get you to, again, have your feet shoulder-width apart, bend the knees with your right hand on your belly and your left hand on your upper sternum. And so what we're doing is we're doing the full functional breathing is the lower thoracic abdomen and the upper chest, upper thoracic. So we're doing like a breathing in, breathing in, breathing out, breathing out to four-stage breath. And if we don't get some of this, that's okay. Uh, the idea is to, you know, practice it after the session and this is all we call it anyway. So as we're breathing in, you breathing into the belly and then bringing that same breath up into the sternum. And then as you breathe out with the sound, trying to isolate, this is the challenging part, trying to isolate the sternum in isolation, dropping, and then lastly, the tummy being drawn in, which is activating the transverse abdominis, which is the muscle for core stability. Uh, the physios use this extensively. So let's do this together. So we'll do this together. So we're breathing in, belly breath in the nose, bringing that same breath up into the sternum and breathing out with sound out the mouth, trying to get a slight movement in the ribcage. And then lastly, tummy being drawn in. And so that's it, and we'll come back to that in just a moment. Now, the next step to this is ribcage movement. Now, because I'm a chiropractor, I I really don't know how else to to explain this other than technically because that's my training. But what happens is the diaphragm, which is the primary respiratory muscle, which gets switched off when doing a computer work, switched off meaning neurologically, the nerve supply, it's the whole diaphragm shuts down, is that it connects to the lower six ribs. So if these ribs aren't moving, the diaphragm's connected to the ribs. If the ribs aren't moving or breathing, rest assured, these poor little accessory muscles up here are going to be overworking to try and lift up the upper ribs, and that gives you a lot of neck tension. So we're going to come up very lightly touching the what's called the lateral side ribs. If you can, bring your arms up just under your armpits. If you can't, that's okay, to lower. And what we're doing now is breathing in the nose. And our whole focus and awareness is the skin under our hands and feeling the ribs moving up and out on the inhalation and on the exhalation, in and down. That's the full functional ribcage movement. So let's do the three of those together, breathing in, Very lightly feeling ribs coming up and out and breathing out. Ribs come in and out. And again, once again, breathing in. Now, some of you may feel lightheaded, hyperventilating. That's a sure sign that we've got shallow breathing, real natural. Out. Really follow the ribs going down and in. And then breathing in. Ribs come up and out. And breathing out, if those ribs aren't moving, hallelujah, that's a sure sign that you're not fully breathing. And there's a whole cascade of mental, you know, physiological, emotional results of that. You know, the, the uh, Chinese related that to chi and the Indians related to prana. So there's this, if you've got low energy and want more animating and on the, get the first step to being superhuman, it's breath costs you nothing and guess what? It gets you into your body. So, now we're going to be going into uh, a, a, an extension of that. We're going to bring in a little yoga pose, really focusing on the breathing, and then we're going to move that into the next stage of um, being superhuman. So, what we're doing, hopefully, I may need to move this webcam down a wee bit so I can step back. And hopefully, you can see that's better like that and that. So what I'm doing here, I'm gonna do a side view. So I'm stepping out with this leg, which is my left, that leg straight, putting that forearm onto that thigh. And again, putting just the finger on these ribs. And as you push down this arm onto that thigh, that should come up. You should ideally get a nice movement in the rib cage. We're not even worrying about breath at the moment. And this is really what I do with my patients on a daily basis to get, to get their rib cage moving. Good. So hopefully we'll just do that a few more times. So try to gently get a little, this point, up. So we're in fact creating a curve in the mid-back or thoracic spine and the ribs are expanding, stretching out the muscles that elevate and lower the ribs, which are called the intercostal muscles. This is crucial stuff. I'm certainly not into just straight adjusting the spine. We've got to be working the breath and the ribcage. And now we do a combination. We bring this arm up straight, and what we're doing now is as we breathe in, we're getting a combination of this coming up as this arm lengthens on the inhalation. And you get a nice lengthening through the whole side of the body. And out. And what we're doing with this is as we're breathing in, we're getting a lengthening and we're resisting the temptation of dropping back on the out-breath because in that case we're just doing an up and down. As we breathe in incrementally on the inhalation, we're getting a lengthening. So I like to use the word lengthening rather than stretching. Lengthening of that right arm and out. Hold in and breathe in again. This time hold the breath for three. One, two, three, and breathing out. One, two, three, and again, breathing in. Lengthening the arm, holding that for One, two, three, breathing out. One, two, three, and lastly, this time, as you breathe in, holding for three, really get that exaggerated lifting up and lengthening with the lungs fully expanded, further stretching from the internal inside, Rib cage, further opening up the ribs and out. Slowly coming up. Three breaths on the other side. This is really opening up the body for our next exercise. So, I'm doing the same thing. Where we're coming down to that opposite leg and putting the fingers, I mean, trying to get that little opening, that part of the ribs come up to the ceiling, lengthen the arms. And as you breathe in, breathing, lengthening the arm, breathing out. Second one, breathing in, lengthening that left arm, holding for three. One, two, three. Breathing out. Breathing in, lengthening. One, two, three. Breathing out. Last one. Breathing in. Limping the arm. Holding the breath. One, two, three. And breathing out. Wonderful. I'll move this back a wee bit, just a web, so I can get that. Okay, so now we're going to be going into... What just talking about what is calmness and what is superhuman? I just wanted to give a you know, go into the body, get into the body. So, you know, superhuman. So, what is that? Uh, we've had all these wonderful speakers coming from so many different angles, and everyone's going to have their legitimate um, angle. And so, I've had the great good fortune. We've got an hour, so this is outrageous, Michelle. I was expecting 30 minutes, so I can really flesh this out a little bit. I've had the great good fortune, and I must say, extraordinary good fortune of going to India not one, not two, not three, but four times. And I first went there when I was 20, 1974, no, 75, 1975, amazing amazing time to be in India. And I was literally around some genuine, what I believe, genuine superhumans. These were Swami Muktananda that I met in Melbourne, uh, Ananda Moima, for those who are into Indian spirituality. You must have all heard about you know, um, Yogananda Paramahansa's autobiography of the yogi well in there there's a chapter called the bliss permeated mother in 1936 Yogananda went back to India he arrived in America 1920 so literally 16 years later He's, he got this telepathic message from his guru um, Sri Yukteswar um, come back come back come back and so he realized this is like, I've got to go. So he went overland, took him some, back then by, by boat and so on, some months to get back to India. And basically, <sighs> getting in touch with some of these Indian teachers was an extraordinary experience. So he was one of the superhumans, but uh, Yogananda was one. Um, that I have actually didn't actually meet, but I did meet his his, his uh, youngest elder brother at the time, Muktananda, Ananda Moymar, who's in his book, uh, which he met, went to Ananda Moimar in 1936, and he also uh, met Ramana, Ram, Ramana Maharshi to Ravana which I've been to twice. Um, so being around really superhuman. So they are extraordinary. But from my experience over many, many decades, I realised that, not to belittle in any way these superhumans, but there's a certain quality of from the above down and there's a certain amount of disembodiment in that super, ultra-consciousness states. And so on my journey, I've realised that what really helps me is the somatic descent. I've been influenced by a remarkable gentleman, I suggest you look, look him up, Reggie Ray, Reginald Ray. He calls somatic descent meditation, American uh, who started with Choggyong trumper Rinpoche in 1970. So his whole med- uh, message is somatic meditation, and that's really influenced my work, Somatic Body Descent. And so what we're wanting to do is to bring that, rather than going out for different techniques, uh, Reggie's idea, which I've really embodied now, is that we have everything right now in our body, and our body actually can talk to ourselves. So this ties very much into Eckhart Tolle, which I also believe is another superhuman. And he talks about tuning into the inner energy body and to do a, and again, what Reggie would say, to send into your body. And that allows you to come into present time. And so my take, and we're all going to have different takes, Michelle, but my take on what is superhuman, it actually comes from that place of being totally present in the here and now. And from that place, slowly like an embryoza, It oozes out of us. It's super quality, um, which is nothing other than our inner essences, who we are anyway. So it's a matter of the uncovering rather than looking out, discovering It's just the uncovering of what's already there. And one great way of doing that is just to actually be totally present. And how to do that, one of the easiest ways is to be into into our body here. So we're going to be doing Tadasana, which is mountain pose, And this is the way of actually being uh, present and allowing that suffer or neutral quality to come into our lives through the embodiment practice. So I love the Tadasana. I'll just go through this. I'm going to move this a little bit. I'm going to step back a bit. Brings Cam down a little bit. This is definitely live. So you can hopefully see my feet. Yep, there it is. So mountain pose, I'm going to do this from the front. And then we're going to be doing this from the side. And then the mountain pose or tadasana is the pose from which all the yoga standing poses start. Trikanasana or triangle pose. And we do the warrior. All these yoga poses start from tadasana. So I'm going to take you through that. And that's going to then lead us on to um, a beautiful PB and posture, breath, and movement process, which is going to allow us to attract into our lives whatever we want. And I'm mean, going to look at three specific areas, health, wealth, and relationships. That's really the three main areas. But we're going to start off with this sanasana as a way of a somatic body descent to allow us to bring into present time. And the beauty of this is going to integrate breathing, And it's going to allow us to bring this into our daily life. We all have to walk as humans. And so this is an incredible practice that embodies Reggie Ray, it embodies Eckhart Tolle, it embodies all the Raja Tama Sattva, the middle way of the Hindu path, the Taoism, Confucianism. It ties in so much philosophical theory that, as I mentioned to Michelle before we started this, I'm not in theory. I'm into actually live transformation. We're doing it. So, we we'll get you standing up once again. We go back into that full breath. I want to do a side view. Now, what we're going to be doing here is a lot of us, when I say a lot of us, me included, have a forward head posture. Why? Smartphones, driving, computers. And so, what we're wanting, rather than doing the, the chin tuck, biomechanically, for the spine, we start with the lumbar spine. So we're drawing the navel in, tilting the pelvis under, and then allowing the thoracic spine to open, and then draw the neck back and get a lengthening through here. So that's quickly the process. Let's, go, let's break this down, chunk it down step by step. So a way of doing this is have your feet just a little bit shoulder width apart and unlock the knees. That's crucial to allow the energy flow through the body. If you lock your knees back, Pelvis tilts forward, head posture, and it switches off the abs, the core, and switches off the glutes, the major muscle in the body. So if we can actually get this process of drawing the navel tilting the pelvis back, then from that point, what I like to do, try and do a front view and a side view. So I'm putting, if you can, bring your thumb around behind into your thoracic there, one hand on your sternum, and you're getting a simultaneous lift so this part this hand goes in as the ribs go forward thoracic spine goes forward and this goes forward they work together it's a rib cage and that lifts as you breathe in you're keeping this locked on and then lastly you get a nice elevation so those who are lucky enough to still have hair on my 60s so my hair is rapidly vanishing so if you grab hold of that little tuft of hair here and get a vertical lift And that gives you that full vertical lift. Most of posture, in fact, all the posture is anti-gravity. Poor posture is simply gravity. And there's something about in all the religions, certainly Buddhism and Hinduism, no one talks about meditation like that. Everyone needs to have the spine vertical. So why is that? Well, when I go back into my polarity therapy energy balancing work and early studies in India, it's all about having the chakras aligned and having the Shoshuna channel, this is the psychic channel up the spine that allows the kundalini to rise. And we get this incredible spiritual awakening, again, in theory. Um, so the Ohala is used to uh, straighten the spine to align the chakras and to open the breath. So what we're doing here is go through this once again, do this together. So you're standing with your feet a little bit wider and you're drawing a navel in activating the transverse abdominis, tucking the pelvis under, activating the glute max, and then we're putting a little movement. So we're not, a lot of us will do this to try and get the sternum opening. We want to actually try and keep that fixed, activated, muscles recruited. And we're doing that movement here where we get a forward movement of the left hand, simultaneously forward movement of the right hand, so the whole ribcage is opening as we breathe in. And then lastly, with our right hand holding that little tuft of here at the top and feeling that vertical lift, nice vertical lift. So one of the, one of the topics was bringing calmness into the uh, corona, craziness. And so many, many ways of bringing calmness. You can obviously do, you know, valerian hoops. You can be doing massaging. You can be doing acupuncture, which balances the chi, But that's all external in a wonderful way, not belittling in that fabulous stuff, but the way of bringing calmness is through the breath. And there's dozens and dozens of studies saying how by slowing the breath down, it will calm the nervous system and and also reduce stress that boosts the immune system. So there's a whole correlation of breathing. And what's absolutely fascinating about breathing is it's the only System in the body, the only activity in the body that's both voluntary and involuntary, both conscious and subconscious. So it means that we don't have to think about breathing, it goes on automatically. But we can also consciously slow it down or speed it up. In the frenetic breathing, hyper-stimulates the nervous system, brings us out of calm into fight or flight. So a lot of today is showing you how to actually voluntarily, under conscious control, slow your breathing down and connect it with your body. And the other concept we want to be doing is to be aware of the feet. Because I did yoga... I mean, I got into yoga in the 60s back in Melbourne when there were just two yoga schools, 50 years of yoga in the early days in Australia, so I really know yoga in this country. And so what what happens is, you know, even though I did yoga for that amount of time, I was still very much with my Indian yogic practice, upper chakras, love, loves, you know, the third eye, ajanas, the hasra chakra. I was still working, trying to work out why my life wasn't working, very imbalanced, all upper chakra, And it wasn't until I saw an incredible guy called David Deida, D-E-I-D-A, which I recommend you Google, uh, back 20 years ago, Byron Bay, in person, and he was talking about the Shiva and Shakti scales, about being embodied. And so that's the light, not the light switch went off, a bomb went off in my whole psyche. But, yeah, now I know why my mind isn't working. I've been working out of the upper chakras. So today's about... Doing the same practice, even yoga. I did yoga for decades, but I was still in my head, ungrounded. So the missing link, as Reggie Ray would talk about in his Somatic Descent Meditations, is to bring, and also Eckhart Tolle, to bring conscious awareness into our inner energy bodies. So we're going to really be aware of our feet here. makes a massive difference, intentionality, You know, all the latest quantum physics is all about extraordinary what happens, the impact of your intention on the energy fields. That's another whole field, area to go into, which I'm not going to attempt to approach, but I was fascinated to hear human intention into a whole energy field in terms of physics alters the whole energetics of our physical plane and it's all proven there, and I'm sure YouTube and videos on it. So we're being aware of the grounding, and what we're going to be aware of now is an area of intrinsic muscles of the feet. So what the hell is intrinsic muscles of the feet? These are intrinsic, meaning inside. These are muscles in the feet that allow the arches to lift. So a lot of us have, including myself, have flat feet. That brings the knees in. Try and get this on video. So it brings the knees in, and when the flat feet, Everted pronated, meaning to feet are turned out, and flat feet, the knees turn in, and that's the start of that. So what we're wanting to do is to consciously be aware of activating the arches and bringing your awareness into your feet, consciously brain-to-muscle neural connection called motor control or brain training. So we're being aware of our feet coming up and be aware of your knees. See if they actually externally, when I say externally, rotate come out a little bit. Internally is turning in. Externally is coming out. So being aware of of our feet, the arches come up, and being aware of the knees turning out at the same time. And then at that time, guess what? When you're actually turning the knees out, that's switching on the glute max. Some of you may want to actually feel your butt and see if that's tightening because the glute max, we all think it just does hip extension. It does hip extension and hip external rotation. So if we're actually bringing the hips and the thighs externally rotating with the knees coming out, switching on the glutes, navel coming in, breathing in. Now the next end of this is the thumbs come out. Now the thumbs are fascinating because the thumbs, part of the hands, and if the thumbs come in, that's what that activates the shoulder internal rotators, which we all have. Why? Computers, smartphones, driving. It's all that. So, what we want to do is by having the thumbs out that externally rotates, allows the chest to open and combine always this with the breath. So now we're starting to get a whole cascade. So I'm going to go through what I call the just going through the the, the links here. So we're actually having the feet coming up, arches coming up, knees turning out, tummy switching on, coming in, pelvis coming under, then the arms, thumbs come out, opening the chest, deep breath into there, and then lastly, I would bring the right hand onto your top of your head and get that, that's the missing link, the vertical lift. And women always give me, not always, not all women, not always. <laughs> But some women are so conscious about height and have high heels, and they're like, goodness, Jerry, I've actually gained height. You mean I don't have to wear my high heels? Well, if you want to, but you can reduce them now. So what happens is that vertical lift, you do gain height, and you reduce height with that. So that's the movement. Now let's take that movement into a walking practice that we can then bring into our daily life to bring calmness, and again, coming back to the basic premise of what's a superhuman, nothing other than tuning in to our own who we have. You know, everyone says turn within. I mean, man, you know, if you're on this superhuman summit, you've got some type of uh, inclination of metaphysical studies, undoubtedly. And uh, the phrase of turn within, turn within, I've heard, I must have heard it hundreds of times, but I get frustrated. The whole thing is How? Show me how how to turn within in this frenetic activity. This is one method. Get into your body. Allows you. So we're going to come into now, and we're going to go into a walking movement where we're combining all this. And as humans, how do we get around? Walk. So if you have to do this in any particular isolated time, independent of daily activity? Absolutely not. So I'm going to show you and I'm going to chunk it down and break it down into what I'm doing here. So I'm just going to go through a little movement. I'll explain that what I'm doing. We're out of the screen. So once again, three. Now, the whole thing about this is slowness to be aware of conscious movement because what we're doing is neurological repatterning Creating new neural pathways, that's all technical jargon for different ways of actually moving, which a lot of us might have done before. And so if you go just quickly, it's just over floods the brain trying to co- coordinate all these different muscles and movements, called proprioceptors, nerve endings, and joints that feed back the brain position in space. These are all firing off like wow, this is a new different combination. So we've done. The Tadasana, but the missing one here is the actual, because we're walking now, Tadasana is static. This is now dynamic moving, which you can take into our daily lives at any time. So now we're going to be going into what I call a heel-to-toe movement. So that's it's like a movement tricky on the video here, the zoom to show you, but it's that movement. If I can actually show here. Therefore, it's a heel to toe. That's the heel, and that's the toe. So as we're walking, we're doing a very conscious heel to toe, heel to toe, synchronising. Heel to toe. So as one goes down, the other comes up. So you're doing this movement with your walking. And you you can't – the beauty of this, why I love doing this work is you cannot do this without being, combining with breath, you can't do it without being fully involved. So that's where Eckhart Tolle was talking about, that if you want to get into the, you know, the power of now, do some of these body inner energy exercises, because the body can't do, the research is, uh, the body can't do more than two activities without literally, can't do it. So by doing these complicated movements with breath, Breath and movement, that's it. It fuses the brain. You can't keep actively thinking. we whipping out of calmness and getting into all this left brain social media frenzy, particularly with the fear-based coronavirus going on. So I'm going to do this. Hopefully, don't know whether you can see that, but I'm actually doing. Can you give me a thumbs up, Michelle, if you can actually see my feet moving? Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and what I'll also do is just take this opportunity for everyone who's watching questions that you have for jerry please go ahead and put them in the q a box as he wraps up we'll come to the question section question time then and i think you're going to get quite a few questions from the comments people are really enjoying what you're presenting and um yeah are, are keen to keep watching you so good on you jerry
0: so again not to impress you but to impress upon you because of my journey has been like, I honestly got into this when I was 13, yoga and meditation in India. I met my guru when I was 19, went to India three times, 20, 21, 22. It shaped my whole life. Is that all this is a combination of many, many exposures. So I've also been influenced in the last few years by, again, you've all heard of Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, who's very unfortunately just had a stroke in the last few years and he's gone back to his original village in Vietnam after establishing Plum Village in France, now he, he's a master, and I prostrate to this man. Um, he's a ten on a one, but but in terms of walking meditation, if you can actually get some of his books, or uh, there's an exquisite interview with him on uh, is it Soul Sacred Soul Sunday with Oprah and That Um when he was about five years ago. And uh, I tell you, you you can't help but just be moved by this man. So he's inspired me amongst many other um, spiritual superhumans. Uh, (laughs) So I'm trying to actually embody some of these superhumans into a practice that I can show professionally with my patients. And now you on Zoom. So what we're doing here is he's a master of walking meditation. And there's all these phrases like, when walking, walk. When eating, eat. When breathing, breathe. When dancing, dance. So what we're doing here is we're walking and that's it. And I would have loved to have done this outside, which I encourage you all to do. Uh, Bare feet on the ground, picking up the moisture, the dew drops in the grass. Why am I talking about that? Well, we've, most of us have heard of bark flowers, maybe some of you haven't, but that was Dr. Edward Bark, a remarkable medical doctor, you know, 150 years ago in England. He, he was a psychiatrist, medical doctor, and found collecting the dew from English wildflowers and giving that dew in little bottles, essences, to his patients completely cured them of their emotional concern, basically the emotional causes of his phys, the physical ailments that his patients had. So if you can do that, stand on the grass, get the dew, the green. And I'm talking about this because if we're really going through Thich Hanh, we're really going through Eckhart Tolle, we're really listening to the birds, the slight breeze on our skin, the ruffle of the lake. And that's all allowing us to come to calmness and bring us into superhumans because we are actually superhumans right now. We've just got to actually come to that balance and calmness, and that oozes out of us. It certainly has for me from time to time. I would like to say all the time, but not the case. So here we go. There's a theory behind it. So we're stepping back, and we're doing right foot forward. Let's do this together. So the right foot forward, and you're pushing off that back left foot, and then slowly, no quicker than this, placing the left heel down, pushing off the right balls of the foot, Then the right foot comes forward, placing that right heel down, simultaneously you're pushing off that back left foot like you're sprinting on the blocks. (sighs) Breathing in. (sighs) Integrating everything we've done so far, so we've got that full functional breath. And we're doing that very conscious awareness, deliberate contact of the feet on the ground. I'll just come back again, a little bit of a short distance. And we're getting that vertical lift. Now this, when I walk down the street, I mean, years have gone by when I've really been too concerned about what people think about what I do. So what I do is I walk down the street and I have my thumb, if you're flexible enough, around onto my thoracic spine. And as I'm walking, I'm feeling, I mean, you can see that, the indentation that's in my thumb going forward so I'm actually feeling that the sternum lifts that's going to allow me to full of breath so as I'm walking down the street doing this live movement the vertical lift no one's really concerned about why that person has their arm behind their back I'm feeling for the thoracic spines process going forward that's a sure sign that the whole rib cage and sternum is lifting and into that doing the breathing. I mean, what an amazing... <sighs> I always love presenting this because it's a continual reinforcement of me doing these practices myself because it's so easy being a solo trader with the corona craziness that it's, you get so caught up in running your business and people are going to self-isolation and the whole... So this is just a wonderful way of tuning it down. Okay, so I'm going to clock Michelle. How much time have we got?
1: You've got about another two or three minutes, and then we'll do questions.
0: Two or three minutes.
1: Yep.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. PBM, posture, breath, and movement. Here we go. So now I want to bring in bringing in wealth, relationships, uh, or health. So I was going to do three. We've got short of time, so let's just do. Uh, wealth, because at this time I'd love to get some more wealth into my system. So what I'm doing is this goes back to my five walking days. So you're really visualising forward what you actually want in your life using the NLP Neuro Linguistic VAK Visual Order for Kinesthetic. And before you can actually track anything into your life, you need to let go of the past. So a lot of us, myself included, have like backpacks, 20-kilo backpacks of past memories, events, circumstances, contracts that literally pull us back. We're trying to go forward with all these wonderful new techniques of create your life, create your life, create your life, create your life now. But what's, hap- what's holding you back is the past. So what we're doing here is bringing in the, the, this PB, posture, breathing movement, 60-second 60, 60 walk, which we've gone through, we're letting go of the past, looking straight ahead, visualizing. That's the intention bringing into the uh, quantum physics field of what we want. So, on VAC, visually seeing my statement, bank statement, wow, increased, auditory, hearing people saying, Wow, Jerry, you've done so well financially, and kinesthetic, hearing the, the hugs, the clapping of people actually acknowledging the increased wealth that's come into my life as we're walking, visualising that. And I want to just do do one more. So we'll do, um, say, health. So, again, if you want to get more health into your life, how to bring that in. So we've done the walking meditation, posture, breath, the movement, being aware of grounding into the ground. So what we're doing now is letting go of the past, anything to do with health issues, visualizing. I mean, I'm from a pretty esoteric background, so I'm visualizing the Caribbean photography, the energy field around my body being like what the glow, energetic aura way out here. It's a visual. Auditory, seeing, wow, Jerry, it was like, what's happening? Your health is just like your, your energy is pounding out of you. And again, the feeling, kinesthetic, feeling your body, the radiance of your muscle tone and your increased posture and your better breathing. And then, lastly, we'll do this into relationships. So, again, we're doing the PB and posture breath movement exactly what we've done. You can do that daily just walking around the streets. We'll do this to the next level where we're attracting what we want. So, relationships, letting go of the past around relationships, keeping your, uh, your view really focused ahead of you breathing in visual seeing the ideal partner that you like now this is you either you haven't got a partner or you've got a partner and you want to get more intimacy into your relationship auditory hearing the whisper in your ear i love you darling or whatever lovely words you want to hear and then kinesthetic that's the easy one A nice hug connection and you're visualizing this hearing the words really chugging it down and embodying it into your body as you're walking. So you bring it into your nervous system as you're walking. So it gives the opportunity, this technique, of every time that you're out contacting the earth, breathing, through posture, being a, letting go of the past and attracting what you want into your life as you're walking. That's a whole combination of things. Inspired by many mentors over many decades. So, hopefully, this has um, been of use to some of you. Um, you know, if, if any of you want to contact me uh, in terms of more rather than a chat, just Jerry Roslove on Facebook and just PM me, personal message me, messenger text. Okay.
1: Hi, fantastic that's fantastic while we wait for a minute for everyone to put in their questions for you um, is just to, so just to clarify you're happy for pe- people to PM you through Facebook is yeah. your preferred way of being contacted that's the
0: easiest yeah rather than email and phoning if I can just uh, do a Facebook messenger that'll ping up on my screen as you know and I'm happy to interact with them that way
1: Okay, great. Well, there's lots of people saying how fantastic this was. And what I want to say from my point of view is I think what you've done beautifully is bring together all the different worlds, philosophies, ways of thinking, and perspectives that people can have into a practical one-hour demonstration. And that's quite a talent to be able to do that. So I very much appreciate your ability to do that and your willingness to share so generously of yourself and your history and experiences with us. And there was, yeah, so many positive things that were being said both on the chat and also on the live stream. So do you have any final words of wisdom for the budding superhumans? Uh, look, it's really I think,
0: the, the, you know, I've been inspired, as you know, in this one hour, so I've been inspired by many remarkable superhumans. Um, and I think, you know, so many wonderful teachers, you know, when I, when I look at how fortunate I've been to expose to these people, but probably Thich Nhat Hanh is probably one of the most remarkable people because of his simplicity. And I really encourage all the viewers and listeners and people that have chatted on to, if you're not aware of Thich Han, Hanh, um, Can we look into this guy, and so he's basically uh, the simplicity, the remarkable simplicity uh, of the connection with the earth and nature uh, and the earth and the way of bringing calmness. And I've got to say, uh, when I'm looking at superhumans, he absolutely unquestionably, and I've had the great fortune of reiterating to being in the presence of um, true superhumans in India, you know, with, you know, them, Ananda Moimar, I had four months with her in the banks of the Ganga and Hardwa when I was 23. And She had millions of followers right over India. Um, and these people I hung out with every day for four months. Uh, and so Thich Nhat Hanh really stands out of this simplicity and the embodiment of really doing um, the embodiment of what I'm trying to convey today that's about breathing, moving in the moment, uh, and that's going to really bring you a remarkable calmness, and you'll see in the interview with Oprah the beautiful calmness and how it's impacted Oprah herself just by being with him. The level, of, and he was eighty-five, so uh, age is no impediment to to being superhuman.
1: Yeah, and uh, what's that saying about the that when the student's ready to listen, the teacher will be there? I think that's a beautiful uh-huh. thing because. If you think of, you know, who your teachers are and who your teachers can be and what your teachers can be, it can be everything around us we can learn from. And I think that's a really beautiful way of thinking about the idea of being superhuman is being constantly learning.
0: Yeah, but, you know, um, and, and, again, we all have a viewpoint Michelle which are all totally legitimate, but that learning is, again, left brain. Uh, and there's been this phenomenal over-information age with social media and the internet. And so the beauty of people like um Han and Eckhart Tolle, those two people are really, are truly walking their talk. They are superhumans, totally not from theory, but from direct experience, and that's why they've impacted me so much. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's all about uh, both those people, uh, Plum Village with uh, Thich Han and also Eckhart, they're both saying... Um, If you want to be superhuman and be calm, go into nature. And all indigenous cultures have that incredible connection with nature, and there's this remarkable creation called planet Earth, and everything we need is there. And so I always do my regular weekly ritual of tuning into nature in in the national park. I would never miss it. And I've had probably some of the most insightful openings of that Amaroosia I'm talking about. Where that inner teachings flow out is when, uh, and I've been amazed at what's come out. It hasn't been me, it's been like some coming from somewhere else, but coming from within me. Um, it's been when I've been in with nature. So I encourage you all to get the connection, to get your shoes off, bare feet, on the grass, and regularly. And nature will very spontaneously, naturally, if you really listen and tune into it. Well, bring us to that calmness and bring us into that superhuman state, which is, I love that phrase, you are, you are already what you're looking for.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the perfect way to wrap it up. So just a reminder, if you do want to go ahead and contact Jerry, that's fine to private message him through Facebook, Facebook. And a massive thank you from everyone here at the Superhuman Summit, and we hope you get to enjoy someone else's contribution as well over the 40 speakers that we've got. So thanks again, Jerry. We appreciate it hugely.
0: Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening. Uh, listeners, I'd love to go through these chats and uh, respond. To
1: just get back onto the Zoom link and go through the chat, I'm pretty sure.
0: Right, right. Thanks so much for your uh, inquiries and your comments. I'm going to uh, literally go through them all.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all. In Indian yep. tradition, namaste. Namaste.